0: Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. Even as the animal protein sector nears $3 trillion, it's falling short of demand while simultaneously straining limited resources, a problem that will compound in the next 20 years as global wealth and the population grows, according to the nonprofit X Prize, which hopes to facilitate a solution by offering fifteen million dollars in prize money to companies accelerating innovation of alternative meats. Launching today, X Prize's Feed the Next Billion competition aims to revolutionize the global food supply chain and its impact on communities around the world by helping to fund development of chicken and fish alternatives at a scale and price point that will ensure equitable access to high-protein, nutritious, quality food that allows everyone to live active, healthy lifestyles. Over the next four years, X Prize judges will evaluate and fund teams' abilities to consistently create meat alternatives that look, taste, smell, and perform the same as fish fillets and chicken breasts without sacrificing nutrition and with a lower environmental footprint than their comparable conventional counterparts. Prize food scientist MJ Kinney joins this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast to share more about the competition, including the extent of the problem it's designed to address, what inspired its launch, how judges will evaluate applicants, and the potential impact that an infusion of $15 million dollars over four years could have on the alternative protein sector and the food industry as a whole. The competition, which will accept applications today, December 7th through April 28th, 2021, comes when demand for protein is surging due to a growing population, rising disposable incomes globally, and food insecurity fears due to COVID-19 outbreak. At the same time, Kinney notes that meat shortages related to the pandemic, climate change, and supply chain constraints underscore the limitations of the meat industry and the need for alternatives.
1: Um, So meat production practices, animal agriculture, is in no way, shape, or form an optimal way to in a sustainable way uh, in the future of food. When we look at it now, you know, a population of about 7.6 billion people globally, uh, set to be 9.7 billion people by the year 2050. Where things are right now, 50% of all habitable land is being utilized by animal agriculture and 70% of available water. Uh, 75% of all antimicrobials being sold globally are being utilized in livestock just for food production. So these numbers alone don't support a future where we're at now at this current population, but it's certainly not going to support where we're going to be when our population increases by 30% over the next 30 years. And we have two things working against us, not just that population growth, but also the increase in wealth that will happen on a global scale as well. So we don't see any chance at you know, the demand for meat declining, only inclining and significantly. And so if we really want to ensure that people have equitable access to nutritious quality food, where the environment doesn't pay the ultimate price, this competition provides a path forward to address that major obstacle.
0: Kinney also notes that the timing is right for the competition, given rising consumer interest in plant-based proteins and products that closely mirror their animal counterparts, as well as their increasing acceptance of the idea that meat can be produced Without animal slaughter?
1: There has been a shift in the cultural norm uh, to at least the extent that there's a pretty wide understanding of what is meant by plant based meat, and that in itself is progress. Um, but there's so much more to be offered aside from just plants. You know, there are fungi, for example, or bacteria and yeast, and these being produced in a fermentation uh, model. There's also animal cell cultivation. So these are essentially ingredients that are not widely being um, utilized in alternative meat products or alternative protein products. And there's going to be a real uh, need for that innovation, not only just from you know, uh, a sake of differentiation in the market, but also for things like biodiversity and, and for our environment, but as well as for the, the aspect of human health. Um, I was reading um, a report by GFI, actually, and uh, Crop Opportunities, where they had mentioned that when you look at the food that we consume, right now it's being derived from five different types of animals and I think only seven types of plants, but there's more than 300,000 types of plants that could be utilized as a you know feasible food source for human use. So right now when you look at the market, I think there while there are you know there's being born uh, a category of products that you know just 5 years ago didn't exist and was kind of the laughing stock of the food industry at least by food scientists that couldn't you know wrap their mind around a consumer wanting such a product. There is so much room for improvement. And I think that will be the next generation
0: meat to come. In addition to needing increased ingredient diversity, Kinney notes that for alternative proteins to effectively compete against and even replace animal-based proteins, they need to be available in a variety of forms from red meat to poultry to seafood.
1: So we've seen on the market right now largely red meat products being beef um, as opposed to things that could be had, like poultry, more specifically chicken in, in our competition's case, uh, seafood and fish fillet, more specifically in our competition's case, uh, pork is another. That there are so many other formats, and formats to the extent of structure, like is it going to be a ground meat product, what some may call restructured, or is it going to be something that really resembles a whole muscle cut like a chicken breast? So those are ways in which the, you know the market right now um, is limited but has plenty of room for growth to improve. Chicken and fish are the sources of animal protein consumed the most by uh, major regions throughout the world where meat consumption is high. Um, so for that reason alone, they should exist. Also for the reason alone, uh, you know, maybe just capitalism, right? You know, you're going to offer another option to the consumer. I, the reason in which they were back-burnered, um, I think is I think it's almost like a bureaucratic issue so, you know, when you look at how food is produced, you almost always need to have the data available to, like, let's say a marketing department to, to vet in order to see if there's even a demand for it. So before the introduction of, you know, players like Beyond Meat and Impossible, I don't think there was data to support that the consumer wanted a product that looked like and tasted like animal-based meat but didn't have any animal-derived ingredients. And so essentially, when I look at the market and I see that it's oversaturated in a certain type of meat, I just think these are you know, really big, capable companies that just needed the data to prove that there was a consumer willing to purchase. And if some, as soon as like somebody comes into the space and does that for chicken, fish, or any other type of meat product, and there's data available to show and it's essentially like assess risk, more companies will jump onto that bandwagon.
0: The idea for the challenge and need to accelerate alternative protein production also is validated by XPRIZE's Future of Food Impact Roadmap, which was released last year to chart a path toward a world where people have sufficient, nutritious, affordable food, where the food system supports fair economic opportunity across the value chain, and where the environment is restored rather than degraded by food production. The 130-page report, which Kinney describes as beautifully curated, calls for disruptive innovations to address three grand challenges facing the food system and our ability to feed a growing population. These include consuming and producing healthier food, creating inclusive food supply chains, and managing food systems within environmental limits. To overcome these challenges, the report outlines 12 breakthroughs or discoveries that can significantly and sometimes dramatically change the trajectory of the future. Kenny notes that several of these breakthroughs inspired X prizes, feed the next billion competition, by underscoring the need for and potential impact of chicken and fish alternatives compared to other protein options.
1: Land use revolution is one of the um, one of the major breakthroughs that had a hand, I think, in the creation of this prize. So uh, something to think about and that we've already mentioned is that, you know, animal ag consumes 50% of habitable land, 70% of available water, and this is where we're at, you know, with 7.6 billion people, and at this rate, 690 million people going hungry. So land use revolution is not something where we currently stand that is a a sustainable model for a population of 9.7 billion people to come. Another breakthrough would be ocean and land biodiversity stewardship. Um, Part of, you know, reading through this material and understanding myself um, why, you know, this competition really decided to place a priority on fish fillet because I believe the seafood um, area to be largely untapped. I didn't know that 93% of the world's marine fisheries were operating at the threshold or beyond sustainable fishing levels. And the other item would be alternative and novel proteins at scale. I'm just thinking for you know for plants, we're already at a at a point where we're underutilizing the potential. So I'm just thinking of all the untapped potential to be had in areas like fungi, bacteria, and yeast and, and animal cells through like fermentation and cultivation methods. And lastly, crafting new food norms. It's progress that the general population I think is an understanding of you know what is plant-based meat? It doesn't require a whole new level of education, um, at least not what it did, you know, five years ago or even a couple of years ago. Um, so creating new food norms, I think, is this overall, overall, like general consumer acceptance that you can have something that looks like meat and tastes like meat, but you can remove the animal slaughter from the equation as well as just the general destructive impact of animal ag on the environment.
0: Companies interested in capitalizing on consumer interest in alternative proteins and securing a portion of the $15 million being offered by X Prizes Feed the Next Billion competition have through April 28th to apply, after which point, Kenny explains judges will select up to 30 teams that will split $500,000 and be given a year to prove why they should advance to the next round in the third quarter of 2022 judges will pass through the next round up to 10 teams which will split an additional 2.5 million dollars and have one more year to vie for the grand prize which kenny notes will be announced in the first quarter of 2024
1: grand prize um, winners the prize purse is going to amount to a total of 12 million dollars first prize uh, winners will be awarded 7 million dollars Second million, and third place, $1 million. There is a bonus piece of $2 million, and this is for Team 18, that can demonstrate uh, a breakthrough in the development of animal origin-free growth media, and while doing this, also to do it at the lowest production cost per liter possible. And I also want to say that this is money that is the team's choice to keep and utilize as they deem fit. It does not mean that they have to invest it into a business, necessarily. It is truly prize money
0: The prize money comes from philanthropic donations from Aspire, which is part of Abu Dhabi's Advanced Technology Research Council, and the Tony Robbins Foundation. Kenny knows that their generosity, which is notable compared to the competitions and other grants out there, could be a game-changer not just for the winners of the competition, but the food industry at large.
1: When I look at this from a food scientist's point of view, you know, as somebody who develops new food products, that I- go on to the market at a commercial level. I look at this and I think, wow, this is somebody being able to skip the whole fundraising process if their intention is to start a new company, um, and specifically in the alternative protein meat space where they can create a manufacturing facility. They can employ a team and not have to go through a typical uh, investment life cycle of finding investors or are going about very creative approaches to essentially fund themselves to do meaningful work. Um, and I just want people to like really absorb what this money looks like if they decide to be a part of this competition or know somebody who could be the right fit for the competition. Um, I mentioned that there's um, going to be a semi-finalist stage um, in Q2 of 2021. So up to 30 teams, it doesn't mean that there has to be 30 teams, but let's just say there are 30 teams. They are dividing $500,000. So that's seventeen thousand dollars to cover you and your team members for the course of a year, just to explore this further and to really give it um, all the attention that it deserves. Um, whereas before this existed, this was really, you know, passion, and you hadn't. I mean, you still would have to work another job to to make this happen, but it, it definitely wouldn't be anything that would be paid. Uh, directly, it would be something that you hope your hard effort pays off in the end, and you don't know really when that end is. Um, at least in this competition, we have like a, a four-year, you know, parameter to work within. But that's $17,000 for you to just explore this project um, at an intentional level over the course of the next year. And then when final teams are announced, that's up to 10 teams splitting $2.5 million. Um, that's going to be about. $250,000 per team, if there are even 10 teams selected. And that's going to carry over through the next year when in Q1 of 2024, we're going to make the announcement of the grand prize. Winning.
0: While XPRIZE's fundamental focus is on creation of alternative proteins, Kinney notes that players across the industry can benefit from the competition and have a role to play in reaching XPRIZE's ultimate goal of making sustainable, high-quality nutrition accessible for all.
1: You know, I worked initially going into the food industry in the B2B ingredient space. And what that taught me, out of the many things I learned, is um, that finished ingredients and the innovations behind finished ingredients can really make or break an end product. And so even if a company doesn't see themselves as creating um, the next uh, alternative protein chicken breast or fish filet, they could have a hand in the ingredient that creates that end product. Um, because there's a lot of innovation in that piece alone. Um, on the plant protein side, um, is it that these products need to be made specifically and only from protein isolates or concentrates? Uh, to me, that answer is no. It's not absolute. It's not the only option. Um, perhaps you know whole flour sources or food sources can also be a part of that equation, and um, that's not going to just involve the processing of ingredients in a unique way, but also... Um, the cultivation of unique plant crops that deliver on unique functional attributes at an inherent level. Uh, when it comes to ingredients outside of the plant kingdom, things like uh, fungi, bacteria, and yeast, it's going to be the infrastructure, honestly, to scale these solutions at a level where a manufacturer can offer reliability to consumers. Those are some ways in which you know, I see the B2B ingredient manufacturing world playing a role. Um, But the other aspect of this, too, is that it's not just protein that we're talking about. Um, There are so many other components to what creates uh, the taste and appearance that we seem to inherently like about meat, and um, that could be also the fat composition. So maybe a manufacturer could also lend expertise in creating the ultimate blend or type of oil or even a, a different type of oil raw material source that can go into these products. Because as you've probably seen, if you are a consumer of these products or for anybody who, who cares to look at labels, um, a large amount of this is being um, derived from coconut and palm oil, which are saturated plant-based fats, um, but perhaps could be sourced from things like gels or non-saturated plant-based sources. There's just such a multitude of ways that a company can be involved, even if they're not immediately fitting the bill of a plant protein provider. Because, again, these solutions will not require only protein. They will also require, you know, a really fantastic lipid profile. It will require a way to extend its shelf life, whether that's through preservation methods um, like additives or through, you know, heat pasteurization or even, you know, things like high-pressure processing. So there's always going to be a way in which somebody can become a part of this um, in any shape or form. If they're a part of the food industry, Chances are, I mean, I could almost promise you that the creation of a new food product is going to touch upon it in some shape or form. Um, call to actions for things like this competition, if they want to understand how to become involved, if it's not going to be in the capacity of the competition, I, I would encourage them to look at the future food impact roadmap. And, um, you know, We threw a lot of information at them, saying it's 130 pages, and that might be um, really discouraging for anybody who who is busy, which is everybody, right? Um, But I guess I just want them to know that, like, you know, with each breakthrough, there is such a comprehensive understanding and level of research that went into this report. Um, If you look at, you know, I'm looking at a page right now, and for identifying any single one of those breakthroughs, um, XPRIZE has also identified the need and potential Primary and secondary challenges, the level of impact and audacity, trade-offs as well as unintended consequences, relevant technology and innovations, and pathways for impact. So, if somebody knows that they're not going to be a part of this competition at least in the immediate future, um, but they want to know how they can have a hand in the future of the food industry and more specifically alternative protein. I would encourage them to look through the breakthroughs and see how their company or their interests fits in with that, that information.
0: Those interested in reading the report can find it online at www.impactmaps.xprize.org food. And those who want to learn more about or apply to XPRIZE's Feed the Next Billion Challenge can do so at XPRIZE.org. With that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment, and to ensure that you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.